Hey guys, welcome back. This episode is going to be the January recap. I was a little bit late in putting this episode out just because I've been very busy with buying groups. So stay tuned for that maybe in the next month's episode. But yeah, January was a really big month. I did a lot of churning in this month and it really felt like this month dragged on for a long time. I don't know why it feels like time passes a lot slower in the winter. And before I get started, the meetup is happening. It will be on March 2nd from 3 to 6 p.m. at a brewery in Portland. It's something I'm really excited for. It's just so rare to find people out in the wild that are interested in churning, and especially people that do it as heavily as us. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are pretty deep into this stuff. I think it's really important to have these kind of face-to-face -face interactions with people. And when I look back at how I really got into churning, I can trace back to just a few interactions with other people that churn that were really helpful in getting me more involved with this stuff. And it's interesting because there's a pretty big contrast in like a real job and the corporate worlds versus churning and really any type of reselling business that someone might have. With a real job, those human interactions and networking are really everything. Even if you're in an engineering type job like I am, you can work really hard and do a lot of great work for the company. And that's great. I mean, making the company more money might be satisfying, but unless you're really good at talking and networking with people, there's a bit of a disconnect as to whether all of that hard work will actually translate into a promotion and earning more money for yourself. Whereas with churning, all of the money that you make goes to yourself. And really, you don't have to talk to anyone. You can just go online and find all the information you need. I mean, everything is out there. But really, if you just have a few connections and a few people in your circle that you can talk to and that you had like that real human interaction with, that's really going to accelerate your turning capabilities tremendously. So even if you're not going to be in Portland for the meetup, I would definitely encourage people to seek out those connections on their own, wherever that may be. A lot of the private groups have sort of destination meetups where everyone travels to a hotel somewhere. I've never done that, but it sounds cool. And then there's also, of course, the Chicago seminars, I think they're called. Those are public. Anyone can go, but you do have to pay. Those ones are run by the Flyer Talk people. And although this was one of the main reasons that I wanted to start the podcast, you definitely don't need to start a podcast to do this kind of thing. And yeah, so it's going to be happening in Portland. I already sent out an email with sort of my take on the award hotels in Portland. And if anyone is looking for any restaurant recommendations, feel free to reach out to me for that as well. I do have a reservation for two people at Khan, which is spelled K-A-N-N. -N. It seems to be a very highly rated restaurant and it always gets booked up within minutes. So if anyone wants that, uh, first come, first serve. And uh, one other important piece of churning news before I get started, and that is that PayPal Bill Pay is currently on life support. It is no longer possible to add credit unions as a payee, but if you have the credit unions already added, you can continue to use them. So this is quite unfortunate. If you were just trying to get into PayPal Bill Pay, it seems like the door has been shut. So I think I will be archiving my Bill Pay episode. I was sort of planning on doing that anyway. 
But yeah, I guess all good things come to an end. Okay, yeah, so for January, we'll start with buying groups as usual. So at the beginning of the month, Verizon finally ended their sale on AirPods. It's kind of crazy how long that was going on for, and I'll definitely be on the lookout for that to pop up again. So yeah, January was a pretty average month for me for Amazon. I would say that Amazon is basically on autopilot for me. I did about 30k worth of volume, and that resulted in a profit of about $1,000. Nothing too notable there, just a lot more iPads and AirPods and some Apple Watches. And then the other thing for buying groups for this month is I'm really trying to get more into retailers besides Amazon, specifically Best Buy and Walmart. So I started with Walmart and what I'm learning with them is that for seasoning your account, it doesn't even need to have order history. As long as it's about two to four weeks old, it can start buying AirPods. However, I did find that the quantity limits are pretty tight for Apple products. It can be quite difficult to drop ship a lot of stuff like AirPods and iPads. So this month I didn't get too much stuff in. I got like three AirPods, three iPads, and six of these HP laptops that were drop shipped to buyinggroup.com. So nothing too crazy, but I do have a lot of accounts that I've set up. So I'm hoping that those will be useful to me in the future. So yeah, it was about $5,000 worth of stuff. And I have a big pile of those 99X Amex cards. And each of those earns 15,000 membership rewards points for spending $4,000. So if you include 1X from the spend plus that, it works out to 4.75X MR. So it's about 5.7% in total. So it's about $280 in profit from the Walmart stuff for this month. And I am trying to get back into the game with Best Buy. So I haven't ordered anything yet, but I did find an address that I can use that doesn't result in my orders getting automatically canceled. I found that if I just change my address from Northwest to West North, then the orders get through. And yeah, I have put a considerable investment of time and money into figuring out how to get a lot of stuff from Walmart and Best Buy. I'm not sure if I can share everything that I have learned, but I would say that the main thing is that it's really important what proxies you're using. And there's a few different ways to go about doing it. You can sort of go down the list of all the different proxy providers until you find one that works well for your stuff. Or you can pay a lot more money and get yourself a subnet, which is almost guaranteed to work. I would say that and maintaining good organization for all of your accounts and the tracking numbers and stuff. Those are things that I'm working through right now. And yeah, as of the time of recording, it's February 6th and I've ordered about 500 Echo Dots from Best Buy so far. So I'm hoping to scale that up a bit more. I'm really just trying to put a bunch of spend on these 99X AU offers, which I have quite a few of them, but more on that later. And then the other thing that I'm currently working on is, the, of course, the Apple Vision Pros. I know this has been a huge sore for a lot of people because originally the buying groups had promised a commission of $450. And since it's a $3,500 item, that would be more than enough to cover the sales tax 
Max for people. But since then, all the buying groups have kept lowering their prices. And now Max Out Deals is at like $100. So yeah, I'll talk about this more next month. But it's been a pretty big pain. And I feel bad for those people that are paying sales tax. Of course, there are ways to not have to pay sales tax, even if you live in a sales tax state. But it's not really that easy. So it is annoying, of course, to be promised $450 and then get $100. But for me, I'm fine with just breaking even because I'm getting 4x on my business gold and stacking that with my 99x offers. So in total, that works out to 7.75x. So that multiplied by $3,500 is worth more than the $100 commission. So yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it, but of course, if you're just using like a 1% cashback card and paying sales tax, then this deal just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so the only other thing that I did for January was I did take advantage of some more of the Visa cards from buyinggroup.com. They're paying 6% back on those. And at the beginning of the month, these could be liquidated using PayPal bill pay. But then about a week or two into January, they sort of cut us off from that. They didn't want it to be too easy for us to liquidate the cards. And I'm pretty sure that the vast majority of people were liquidating them this way. So I did do 24K before they closed the door on that. So at 6% back, that was $1,440. Even though the door is closed on PayPal bill pay, I'm pretty sure there are still ways to liquidate these cards, but I haven't really explored them yet. I do know that for a $3 fee, you can convert them to a physical card, which can then be used possibly anywhere. But I have yet to look into that. I probably should. I should probably get into the Max Out Deals Visa gift cards as well and possibly giving them more of my business for Amazon stuff. It seems to be getting harder and harder to get commitments in with buyinggroup.com and Max Out Deals is usually paying a little bit better anyway. The only downside is that they are currently on about a three-week payout time frame whereas buyinggroup.com is only one week. They also used to be able to do price matches but I tried tried to do a few of those and they kept getting rejected. So yeah, I might need to give Max Out Deals more of my business. Well, I've already sent them all of my Apple Illusion Pros, but I think it might be worth it for other stuff as well. Okay, so moving on to credit cards. And the first thing is that Remember last month how I said that I applied for a bunch of U.S. bank credit cards and didn't get approved for any of them? Well, actually, I did get approved for one. They just sent me the card really late, and that was the Altitude Connect business card. And that one is just spend $6,000 and get $600. And then I also put in a bunch of applications for the Bank of America Alaska business card, which was up to 75,000 miles. And for this one, I also only got approved for one of them. And then also, if you remember how last month I applied for a new business platinum, but it went pending and it turned out that they just needed me to fill out this form. I think it's some tax uh, form, the 4506T. I think it just gives them access to my income tax statements. So I filled that out and got approved pretty easily after that. And the bonus for that was 150,000 membership rewards points for spending $15,000. But then I also stacked that with the employee card offers. So spend $4,000 and get 15,000 points up to five times. So I did this four times to stack with the $15,000 minimum spend requirement. So in total, it was spend 
spend $16,000 and get 210,000 points. And then this month I also applied for a new business gold and this offer was spend $10,000 and get 130,000 points. And then I stacked that again with the employee card offers and I decided to do all five of them this time. That's the most you can get for the online offer. And the reason is that the business gold earns 4x on a number of different categories and those include Apple and Best Buy and it's capped at 150k per year which is a lot and so this card is really good for buying groups. So in total for the business gold card it's spend $20,000 and get 205,000 points and then like I said the business platinum 210,000 points so that's a total of 415,000 points, which is quite a lot. And of course, those both have annual fees, but I said in a previous episode how the fees are sort of a wash for me. I'm able to liquidate the airline credits and the Dell credits from the business platinum pretty easily. And then now the business gold has that $20 per month office supplies credit. So I'm still counting these as a wash. Of course, that could change because there is a rumor that the Dell credits for the business platinum are going to end this year. So we'll just wait and see what happens there. They should be introducing a new type of credit to replace it. At least I would hope. Then if you listen to my October recap, you'll remember that I have some 99x offers remaining on my Hilton and my BBP cards. So I had 44 cards left for the Hilton and each of those was spend $1,000 and get $50. And then through that, I also got a free night certificate. You get those at 15K and I value these at $275. That's usually about the market rate for them. Although my wife has told me that we are no longer allowed to sell any Hilton free night certificates. They're just too good. We've used them at the Waldorf Astoria in Cabo a couple years ago, and that's just an amazing hotel. And then we'll be staying at the Waldorf Astoria in Beverly Hills in April. I heard that that hotel is also very good, but of course not as good as Cabo. But yeah, I guess how I'll treat it is making $275 and then spending $275 a night for that hotel because it does have a cash value. So yeah, in total for the Hilton card was $2,475. And then for the BBP, you only get 2x on the first 50k in spend for the calendar year and then after that it's just 1x so i ended up doing 15 cards and had to subtract a little bit for some ms fees and it worked out to 2200 net for the bbp for this month so i still have a bunch of those cards left but i don't think that i will continue to use them because i only have a 10k limit on my BBP so somehow I was able to spend 60k in a month with a 10k limit but I don't know if I want to continue doing that and the main reason for that is that this month I was targeted for the 99x offer on all three of my business golds not including the new one so that is unlocking a huge amount of potential for this year or at least the next six months which is how long the offer is for 
And so, yeah, I'm really looking to scale up my spend at Best Buy with these and max out the 150K limit on all three of these cards. And I'll be doing the same for my new business gold. And hopefully I get a new 99X offer on that one as well. Although I don't even know if I need it. I mean, it's going to take me a while to get through these first three, if I even get through them at all. So I think how I'll count these is I'll just go month by month how many cards that I complete for each of them. So for January, I didn't do any of the cards because I got the offer towards the later part of the month. But things are looking pretty strong for February with the Apple Vision Pro. And let's just say that I've been doing pretty well on Echo Dots from Best Buy. So just wait to hear all about that in the next recap and also what i'm trying to do is sort of ramp up my spend with amex so that by september when there's the new iphone release i'll really be ready to spend a lot of money on iphones so yeah that's about six or seven months away but i'm already looking forward to that so yeah that's amex and it's really looking to be a strong first half of the year with that and then there's just one other card that I got for this month, and that was the Capital One Spark Select card. So this was a bit of a fail, actually. I was originally trying to apply for the Spark Cash Plus card, but you can't hold both the Venture X business and the Spark Cash Plus at the same time. So when I applied, they gave me a counter offer for the Spark Cash Select. And when I saw that, it seemed like a pretty good offer. It was spend $6,000 and get $750. And then I also heard that you can transfer those cash back or miles or whatever to the VentureX business to be counted as miles basically and transferred to airline partners. I have yet to confirm if that's actually true. But yeah, you know, I thought like, well, I'm already in for a triple hard pull. I might as well just get this card. But what I didn't realize is that this is a credit card and not a charge card like the Spark Cash Plus. So this card will report to the personal credit bureau and count against 524 for Chase. So that's what it says based on the research that I have seen. If I had known that before I had gotten the card, I would not have gotten it. But I suppose it's not a complete failure. I mean, $750 for a 524 slot is not good, but it's also not terrible. And it's a good thing that I have a few 524 slots open. I think I only have two personal cards in the last 24 months. So I am still eligible to get more Chase cards if this does report. So it could have been worse, but I guess we're moving on from there. So that's credit cards, and I just realized that I skipped the gift card section, and that's because there weren't any gift card activities for this month. There were a couple of Fuel Points promotions, but I've sort of been sitting on the sidelines for that one. The main reason is that most of the spend that I need to do is on Amex cards, and lately Amex has been clawing back the points earned from gift card purchases. Although now that I think of it, because I have so many employee cards, it might be worth doing the fuel points just for the employee card bonuses, even if you're earning 0x on the spend. So maybe if the fuel point market gets good, it might be something to consider. Right now, the market seems pretty mediocre. 
Although I did get one of those Capital One shopping portal bonuses posted a bit late. So that was a $200 bonus. And then I sold the gift cards for 90%. So it's $180. But yeah, that is pretty much it for January. It felt like I did a lot, but somehow this episode ended up being a little bit shorter. Like I said, the Amazon stuff is mostly on autopilot. So nothing really to report there. I did want to note that the one missing Chromecast from one of the boxes I sent into the buying group did ended up getting credited, so that was just $20, but it's good to know that they do that for these kind of mistakes. And another thing is that Aerodolamiti did end up reimbursing me and my brother for our ski rentals while we were waiting for our delayed luggage. So that was nice. That was about 160 euros. It took them about, what, three weeks to give me the money. And they just sent it by PayPal. So I didn't have to worry about any kind of bank transfer thing. It is nice to have a PayPal account, actually. I know some people were having some issues by going a bit too am. I don't know if this is a relevant data point or not, but I have two accounts and I do about 40k per month on each of them. And I haven't gotten any pushback at all, no warnings or anything from them, so maybe that is a safe amount. I think some people theorize that it's best to keep each account under 100k per month, but they do need to be seasoned accounts. I think it goes without saying, but now that you cannot just directly add credit unions, you probably want to be a bit more careful with PayPal to not get shut down. Or I guess you could just try to hit it as hard as possible and just get as much as you can in before they shut you down. But you probably don't wanna be somewhere in that 100 to 200K per month range. Those are just my thoughts, but I'm sure that if you're doing a lot of volume, you probably already thought this through. Okay, so moving on to the final tally. For buying groups, we had $989 from Amazon and then $280 from Walmart. I will note that it may sound like I'm double counting things because I'm counting the employee card bonus in with the Walmart cashback. So as I transition into doing more Best Buy and Walmart buying group stuff, that's how I'm going to be calculating it because those bonuses really are coming from the buying group spend. This was only like four or $5,000 in spend, so it was just one extra card that I had lying around. Whereas the spend for all of the other employee card bonuses for this month came from a different MS method. So I just wanted to put that quick note in there because obviously I wouldn't be doing Walmart if I was only earning 1x. So hopefully that makes sense. And yeah, in total from Amazon and Walmart, it was $1,269. And then $180 from the Capital One shopping portal. I actually have a few more Capital One shopping portal accounts that I need to go in and check. And I suppose at this point, if the money's not there, I need to ask for it. And then I also made $1,440 from the 6% cashback. Visa cards from buyinggroup.com. So that was a total of $2,889 for buying group and gift card activities. And then for credit cards, I did the 44 Hilton cards and 15 BBPs, a new business gold and business platinum. That was a total of $9,651 from Amex. And again, that's valuing the MR at 1.2. 
Then there was $750 from that Capital One card, $600 from the U.S. Bank card, and then the 75,000 Alaska miles times 1.25 minus the $100 annual fee. So adding all of the credit cards together, that was a profit of $11,838. So combining that with the buying group and gift card stuff, that brings me to a grand total of $14,727 for the month of January. So yeah, it was a really good month. Amex has continued to be very strong and February is already looking to be a good month as well. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. The theme is going to be Apple Vision Pro and Echo Dots. My goal is to figure out how to get the PlayStation portals by the end of the month. So we'll see if I can get there or not. It does seem to be quite hard, but the challenge has been fun. So yeah, that's all I got for this month. Thanks for listening and until next time.